0: It would be the week the Lord would intervene on man's plot, and literally the sin debt of mankind would finally be paid in full. And my, what a, what a wonderful, powerful truth that is. As a matter of fact, the week begins with the Lord arriving in Bethany, and on His way to the ultimate destiny of Jerusalem and Calvary to be crucified. 50% of the book of John is records the events of this week. 46% of Mark, 33% of Matthew, and 25% of Luke all record the events of this week. John chapter 12, we have a, a record of some of the greatest people who dearly loved the Lord. I mean... Um, Literally, how they gave themselves away. I, I was reminded of that as our brother was sharing his work. How the Lord wanted all of him. What well, John chapter twelve is, is a chapter in the Word of God where the people. Well, there were some people that gave God all. Amen. Just gave God all, and. Uh, But yet, in the middle of this story, there's something that takes place that is so unique. And that is, it's the first time we hear Judas Iscariot. The Bible says, have I not chosen you twelve, and one of you is a what? A devil. And Judas speaks... Now, this is the first recorded time we have him speaking. And the Bible tells us, our speech betrays our heart. Tells everybody what's on the heart. And so we find here in this time, as Judas Iscariot speaks, that when the devil speaks, if you will, we find it's interesting what would provoke him? What would provoke him to speak up? What was taking place that would be so monumental that he, he, just, he, he just couldn't I mean, he, he just absolutely could not keep quiet any longer he just had to speak up. What was it? Let's look at this story and just see what it was. Let's go to the throne of grace one more time and ask the Lord to help us. Matthew, how about you praying? Amen. Well, it starts, if you will, number one, if you've got your hand out and By the way, just to show, we've been doing this now about all three weeks. How many like the handouts? Amen. Okay, how many don't like the handouts? How many could care less about the handouts? Amen. Okay, I got two. All right, that's okay. You're outvoted, so suck it up. Amen. We find here, first of all, the supper at Simon's house. Jesus arrives at Bethany, number one supper at Simon's place. Jesus arrives at Bethany on the Saturday before the Passover feast, and he spends time with a family that he just loves dearly, Mary and Martha, and a resurrected Lazarus. Many, some believe that he, this is a, a supper to celebrate. Uh Lazarus being resurrected—that it is—and uh, and many people want. They want to come and see him. They want. They want to come see this man that had been dead for four days. And Jesus walks up to the tomb and says, "Lazarus, come forth!" They—they wanted to see this man. Perhaps some of them wanted to talk to him and say, "Man, I—I I want to know what happened with him." And so they had this supper, and it was a very special time, and uh, the Lord, and the disciples, and Mary, Martha, and Simon uh, was there. So no doubt, uh, I mean, it would have uh, perhaps been a pretty good crowd. We know at least 17 that was there, most likely uh, many more. So it started out with a supper at Simon's place, but then... It moved into the whole new arena. It started, I believe, and I believe that was the reason the supper was, was for Lazarus. But now it moves into the arena about the Lord. Time out. I would love... Well, this morning it happened. The service moved from Solid Rock Baptist Church to the Lord it'd be alright with me if he would just slide this service to the side and just show up and be all about him Amen. I'd be okay with that wouldn't you and so the reality it moved from being Lazarus and it moved over to the Lord and uh, we find a young woman she comes in her name was Mary and she takes a pound of ointment of spikenard very costly and she anoints his feet and uh, wipes his feet with her hair. And all of a sudden, uh, the whole room smells of this spigner. So we see it moves from a supper at Simon's place to, number two, a sacrifice that was surrendered. Then Mary took a pound of ointment, of spigner, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. Could you just imagine the scene? We see number one today, it was a sacrifice of substance. Mary took this pound of ointment. Now, a Jewish pound uh, was not like the same as ours. It wasn't 16 ounces. It was 12 ounces. And this event was recorded in Matthew and Mark, but let me just, just throw this out if you're a Bible student. This is not the same event of Luke chapter number 7. Luke chapter 7, a harlot anoints Jesus. Chapter 12, Mary's a godly woman. Chapter 7's in the house of Simon the Pharisee, who was against the Lord. In chapter 12, it's in the house of Simon the leper, who was for the Lord. In chapter 7, the house was in Galilee. In chapter 12, the house was in Judea. Spitner was a very appropriate gift for the Lord. It grew in elevation between 11,000 and 17,000 feet. It grew in the Himalayan mountains of India, and it was... It was very, very expensive because it was very, very difficult to get your hands on it. As a matter of fact, the root of the uh, this spignard could be used to make uh, oils and perfumes. It, it was uh, an antiseptic. It was an antibiotic. It was antifungus. It was... Uh, anti inflammatory. Uh, it was, it was used to heal wounds and skin uh, conditions. And it could, uh, it could be taken as a laxative. It could be used as a deodorant. Man, it, it was used for a whole lot of things. But one of its greatest uses was, one of the greatest uses was to anoint the body of those who had died. They did not entomb the bodies. And it would take anointment that would be very, very, very strong. And and I'm not trying to be graphic and and make you sick, but it had to be something strong to overpower the the smell of decomposition and this type of thing. And so, in Luke 24, 1, now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came into the sepulchre, bringing the spices with had prepared and certain others with them. You can be certain, part of as spice was spicknered. One thing for certain, it was a sacrifice. It was a costly ointment. And we know, we know how much she brought. She brought one year's worth, 300 pence, A pence was a day's wages, and it was literally a great sacrifice. And she broke the box. Don't miss this. All of us can handle giving some, we all could handle opening the ends of our boxes and taking a little out and giving it to the Lord. Oh my my my, we move into a different realm when we're willing to take our box and just bust it open and give it all. That's a whole different level than what most of us live. And so the reality was she broke the box and as she broke the box, she anointed his feet, put it all over his feet, and then began to wipe. It with her hair. It was a, it was number one, a sacrifice, a, of substance. Number two is a sacrifice of self. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 15. But if a woman had long hair, it is a glory to her, for her hair was given her for a covering. When she used her hair, uh, why she was just saying, She used her hair. She said, I'm giving you all my glory. She was literally giving a sacrifice of self. And the symbol of her doing that was when she took her hair. How many of you ladies leave every morning without combing your hair? Okay, well I know a few (laughs) of you. We're praying for you. We're asking the Lord to help you. How many ladies leave it in the first, before you leave the house, you make sure your hair's combed? You know why? Because that's your glory. Boy, I tell you what, there's nothing like a a, a lady that's got beautiful hair. That's the reason you spend money on it. Uh, That's the reason you paint your head to keep it a certain color. And, And I mean, you just, You, you literally, you, you just, you just gotta keep it just right and it's beautiful. And and may I say that your hair is just beautiful. You know why? Because that is your glory. That represents you. And so, we find here that she literally was a sacrifice of self. She wiped his feet with her hair. Jewish women did not undo their hair in public. Never. When Mary did this, she was humbling herself. It was literally an act of humbling herself in laying her glory at the feet of the one that was worthy of all the glory. I mean, it was it was it was, it was something to see. Not only notice, but see. It was a sacrifice of the surroundings. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. That ointment just literally filled the entire house. And Mary knew, what Jesus was about to do. She knew He was about to die on the cross. She got the message. The disciples didn't get it. We'll look at that in a minute. They didn't get it. But she did. And literally, literally, when she broke that box, it spread throughout the house. So don't miss this. When Mary, when Mary wiped His feet... With the ointment, she literally had the smell of Jesus all over her. I mean, she didn't make no difference what kind of room she went to. If she went to the back room, she smelled just like Jesus, because Jesus smelled like the ointment. And no matter where she went, she, somebody, Lord, you smell like Jesus. You smell like Jesus. Everywhere you, you bend, she smelled like she had Jesus all over her. She smelled like Jesus. Because that ointment had gotten all over her. It was a sacrifice. There wasn't no denying. There wasn't anywhere in the house you could go that you wouldn't smell Jesus. No way, no room. The house filled with the odor of the ointment. I wonder, do you, do you smell like Jesus? Do people at our work and our school, hey, young people, do they go, does young people go by you and say, hmm, that, that person smells like Jesus? Or they watch your lives and they say, No, that don't smell like Jesus. Jesus don't talk like that. Jesus don't act like that. Jesus don't smell like that. All the reality is, I, I always think about this, I know when I go through Valdes, because on this end of Valdes, they are a bakery. Amen? I could shut my eyes and drive through that. I don't. But I could. I could shut my eyes and drive through there and somebody say, well, yeah, I, I'm in Valdez. I smell the bakery. I can smell it. And, and literally, you know that it's a bakery. You don't even have to walk in the building. You don't even have to go in and buy them. But you know by driving by that it's a bakery. How many's done that? How many knows why I'm done? Yeah, it's a bakery. May I say this? Boy, geez, she, you can walk by her and she smelled of Jesus. May I remind you the fragrance of Jesus Christ was in her life. Number one, supper, Simon's place, sacrifice that was surrender. Let me say, let me just stop right here and say this. Everything Mary did that day was nothing but holy worship. She was worshiping the very Lamb of God. She was worshiping. Notice number three, the silence that was seared. Then one of the disciples, Judas, asked Simon's son, which should betray him. Ready? I want you to understand how it sounded. Why was this way, ointment sold for three hundred pence and given to? Why was this waste? Why? Why was this ointment sold in the middle of one of the most beautiful, the most magnificent times of worship? Don't miss this. That if you want to know when the devil's going to speak up. You get busy worshiping God. You worship Him. He's going to start speaking up. You worship Him at home. He's going to start speaking up. You worship Him in the car. He's going to start speaking up. You worship Him at a job. He's going to start speaking up. You worship Him at home. He's going to show up. You, you worship Him. He's going to start speaking up. Because He cannot handle... He cannot handle us worshiping God. Oh, he can't handle that. The Bible says, Why was this woman not sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? 300 pence, as I said earlier, was uh, uh, 300 days of work. And, and it truly revealed his heart. For, he, for as he thinketh in his heart, Proverbs 23, 7, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. Judas Asker was religious. He's pious, but it was all a show. He was a fake. For the Bible says he did not care about the poor because he was a thief and had the bag. He didn't care anything about the poor. Our word thief is where the Greek word kleptos, where we get our, our word kleptomaniac from. Judas was a thief. And he begged what was meant means that he was stealing out of the bag. And he was upset because she worshiped. I want you to notice, and really this is, very much the thrust I want you to see tonight. I really want you to get, your, if you've been asleep so far, slap yourself good and wake up. I don't want you to miss this part, alright? One man, let me set the scene, this all, oh, this great crowd of people, Jesus is Reclined they sit in a they sit in a reclined position, something like this. And this woman comes up and she starts anointing his feet. The odor fills the whole room. Everybody's standing and they're watching all of this take place. One person speaks. Notice what he did. I want you to see the subtility of what he did. Number one, he moved the focus of... Number A, the dinner. He moved the focus of the dinner. This time had turned into a worship time and he's got to change the focus. He's got to get their attention off of Jesus. He has got to get their attention off of this worship. we got to get this attention. Move them. we got to change that focus. She's giving it all to Him. She's making much of Him. She's worshiping Him. And we got to change that focus. And He starts. We're changing the focus of the dinner. See, it had turned into true worship. And may I say, after the worship of baby Jesus by the wise men, Herod sought to kill the Lord. After the Father declared, this is my beloved Son and whom I'm well pleased, Jesus was tempted by Satan for 40 days. Mary's attention that focus. From the dinner and on to worship. And he's got to get that focus changed. He's got to move that focus. And this is exactly what's happening today. Many churches have been, have, have literally got so distracted through social programming. Don't, don't get me wrong. I know there's a place in helping the poor. I understand that. God knows we're trying and all this kind of stuff, but we need to, we need a whole fashioned Holy Ghost revival of in Jesus, Jesus, Jesus as the main thing in the main thing of a church and evangelized and lost in a dying world. I love what our brother said. Them little children have no fathers, have no mothers. They probably don't have nothing material left. But the biggest thing they need more than they need that is Jesus. Because it's sad to be poor and live like that, then die and go to hell. They need Jesus. And all of a sudden, she had to move the focus of the dinner. Now, I want you to listen. Are you listening? I, you need to get, there's some of you, I fear, I, I I really fear some of you need to get this. Now, you say, why? You know, we all have a tendency to have our little groups, and that's okay. I think we all have friends. I think we all have Christian friends, and, and I like that. I think we all will have those. As long, as a somebody got enough God to recognize when the devil's speaking. Because the devil's speaking can affect the whole group. Notice, he moved the focus of the dinner, but then he moved the focus of the disciples. In Matthew 26, 8, and when his disciples saw it, they had indignation saying, to what purpose is this waste? Time out. Hey, dude, are you you calling worship waste? I I, I couldn't help but to think today, I, I think I think too much. I know I think too much. But I wonder, how many left this morning and worshiping was taking place and said, boy, that was a waste. I wonder if there were some. See, the reality is, for this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. The devil speaks and he moves all of them... I'm out. This was his best. This was the disciples. This one bunch of ragtag, uh, ragtag group he put together. This was the disciples they would used to change the world. And you know what? They bought it hook, line, and sinker. He said, "Why was this? Why was this not given?" How was this woman not sold for three hundred pence and given to the poor? And they just jumped on the and they had indignation, angry, upset. You you need to, you need to get this. One person can start pouring mouthing God's church, God's people, God's men. And affect a whole crowd of people. I've seen it too many times. And it's amazing. It's amazing. Boy, I tell you, they just... And and I'm just amazed. I mean, we're we're talking about John here. A man after God's own heart. We're, we're, We're talking about Peter here. You know that one that walked on water? Hey, we're we're talking about some of his greatest men. And immediately the devil moved their focus. YT. Christ alone. And and uh, well, when when people start wanting to move your focus, as if we begin, we're being in our 27th year today. That today's our beginning, our 27th year. There'll, there'll be people that'll be around you that'll have no negative opinion about this and they're very subtle. They'll, they'll start all this negativity and that negativity and non negativity. And for you long, you'll, you'll start thinking, my God, everything's all, all wrong. We need to find somewhere else to be and literally move you out of the will of God. Because of One. Few people grasp the burnt offering side of giving. Now I'll leave that with you. Go study it. Proverbs 616, six things doth the Lord hate. Now listen, yea, seven are abomination unto him. A proud look, are you listening? The Lord hates his. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood and a heart that deviseth evil imagination, feet that are swift, running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies. And notice this, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. Boy, I tell you, if you happen to be the devil doing that, I don't, as far as I know, there's not one. But, but if if you are, I got your number tonight. You are, Boy, you got wicked company you're keeping. And by the way, the Lord hates you because he hates these things. Lord hates these things. One of the traits. Now listen. Now it's true. Now we just take off your halo. Everybody, I mean, just take off your halo. That down beside of you. And that's join the rest of us humans. There's something about this old Adamic nature that's just unbelievable. I could stand here and tell you what great things God did this morning. He done some great things. I honestly believe that. Boy, I seen I seen God moving. I said, hallelujah, Lord, what are you doing? I said, praise God. I mean, tears flowing. It, just, it was just wonderful. And I could say, well, let me tell you some great things God has done. Or I could go over here and, and say, listen, come over here. I want to tell you the, last, the the latest gospel I know. You'd be amazed. Most everybody would be on this side. Huh? What was that? Our damning nature, and it's amazing. You know, there's something really sick about our damning nature. We like bad news. We like bad news. I mean, we like to hear about the car wreck. We like to hear about somebody. We like bad news. It's, it's And you know what? If a newscast come on and they said, listen, uh, we are... We are a Christian broadcast and we're gonna just broadcast good news. You know what? We wouldn't watch it. We like the bat, we like the drama. Do you know there's some people there's there's some people they live for drama. I run from it. But there's some people, if there's no drama, they'll crank up drama so they can have They love drama. They love the drama to talk about it. They just love it. I run from it. I like calm. I don't care anything about drama. And it's something about our adamant nature that away. But the devil is not that away. Let me, let me read to you Matthew 4 and 8. Let me tell you how important what some of you do, not everybody, but some this morning worshiped. Now I'm going to tell you that worship this morning and some of you are back tonight. I praise God for that. You know what? Now I want you to understand something. Be ready. You'll probably have a battle tomorrow. Here's why. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them he saith unto him, "All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and what? Worship. worship me. You understand? He wanted her worship, and she's done broke the box and give it all to Jesus, and he's upset about the thing." He speaks up. He speaks up. Oh, we see number one, supper at Simon's place. Number two, sacrifice that was surrendered. Silence, number three, silence that was seared. Then last of all, number four, the Savior that spoke. Then said Jesus, and I love this, let her Hello. Don't you love how simple, how direct, and how powerful that word is? He said, You let her alone. He put a he backed up all the devil, all the demons of hell, he backed up the disciples. He backed up the whole crowd, and he said, you leave her alone. Boy, I love that. You know what he was just saying? He was just saying, what she's a-doing, she's done against the day of my bearing, hath she kept this. Then he said, and then he thugged this out just so the critics couldn't say, he didn't care nothing about the porn. He said this, For the poor always you have with you, but me you have not always. Matthew 26, He said, When Jesus understood, He said unto them, Why trouble ye the woman? For she hath wrought a good work upon me. For ye have the poor always with you, but me you have not always. For in that she hath poured this woman on my body, she did it for my burial. Verily I say unto you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world, brother you preach this message in Uganda, Africa, your your list you're making a memorial to this woman. Thou shall also this that this woman had done be told a memorial for her. Jesus accepts Mary's love gift, and he defended her. And he said, "And Lord, her her memorial wasn't marble where time would take away, but it was a deathless shrine to the Lord. John chapter 12, verse number 9. I love this. I'm going to close with this. I just thought it was almost comical. You know, you read the Bible and just sometimes it makes you smile. Much of the Jews therefore knew that he was there, Lazarus. They came not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might see Lazarus also, whom He had raised from the dead. Now, don't you to listen? The chief priest consulted that they might put Lazarus also to death. They are going to threaten Lazarus with dying. I can see him, Lazarus. We're gonna kill you. He'd say, Done been there. Done in there. He said, it's okay. He said, I've been there. You can't threaten me with that. I've done been there. They were threatening him with something he had all their experience. And Jesus made him come back. He's saying, You're not going to threaten me with dying. Because I've always been there. I just, I, that's just sudden little, I thought that's interesting. They're going to threaten him with death because that, by reason of him, many of the Jews went away and believed on Jesus. I want to, here's, here's the truth I want to leave with you tonight. Here's the truth. If you choose, are you listening? It's his life's thought. Everybody give me your utmost attention. If you choose to have a walk with the Lord, if you choose to worship Him, if you choose to live for Him, if you choose to make Him Lord of your life, and especially, especially, if you choose to break the box and surrender it all to Him. Now, I know that there's not a lot of Christians doing that today. I understand that. They're very few and far between. So I'm not looking for all of you tonight. But I'm just wondering if there would be one that would say, I just believe I'll break the box. All of it. He shouldn't keep any of it. I mean, just broke the box. And the smell filled the room and she literally gave her all and she worshiped. Now tonight, I know that there's not a lot that does that. I understand that. But all I wonder if is maybe one or two. If you choose to be that one, then be certain Somewhere around you, if you choose to worship God, be sure there'll be a critic. Somebody's going to speak up. What? You need to be reasonable now. What's wrong with you? You can't give it all. We got to live, don't you know? You've got to be reasonable. You, you, you'll hear that voice. And here's my prayer for you tonight. Here's the reason I brought the message. My prayer, not I'm praying for you, that when you hear that voice, that you will say, hmm, is that the devil speaking? Because he wants that worship. See, he don't care. Now listen to me. He don't care. He didn't like the worship here this morning. And I believe there's some worshiping. But what he really wants is the worship that when you wake up in the morning and you go to your school, to your job, to your activity, whatever you do, that worship didn't end here, but you carried out the door. And that's what he's going to attack he'll attack he'll you'll hear the creek, hear the creek you one story. Well, I remember a time we had a just a great service at the house of God, and I was so excited, I was so excited and um, i I went to work the next day and I was talking to one of the ladies She had always been a Christian she said she was a Christian. And uh, I'd always talk to her, and we'd always, you know, talk together and conversed. And and, um, and uh, I said, boy, I just tell you, I just, uh, boy, God's worthy of everything. She said, yeah, but you've got to be reasonable. You've got to be reasonable. And immediately that verse should become very negative about this thing. And and I, I thought of that today. Boy, this right here. When we worship, there'll always be that person that'll try to, Move your focus, move your focus off of God, His work. He's a master at doing that. Let's all stand to our feet. Every head bowed, never eye closed. Have you heard the devil lately?